0: This is, um, is going to pick up with our discussion that we were having in class in person about World War One and, well, the consequences of World War One. So I'm not going to go into much detail here since this should be kind of like prior information and I just don't want to make this really, really, really long. So I'm just not going to do that. Um, but what we do need to go over was the end of World War I. If we do not have a clear understanding of how World War I ended, then we will not have a clear understanding of the events that transpired in between, nor will we really understand what happened at the beginning of World War II. This is all, try not to think of these as three separate events, World War I, the interwar period, and World War II. This is really one giant continuous string of events, as all of history is, right? So don't ever, try not to, try not to segment history. Don't break it up into, you know, compartments of American Revolution, the French Revolution, Napoleonic Wars, and all this other kind of stuff. It's a continuous line of events. Each one impacting and knocking off of each other in one way or another. You cannot have one without the other. Post-World War I, Europe was a nightmare. So one of the things that we left off with our discussion was the conditions of the end of the war, the Treaty of Versailles. This is what ended the war entirely. This is what officially wrapped everything up. The war is now over. But but we are left with an absolutely destroyed Germany, a Germany that has been humiliated, that's been just ruined economically, financially, structurally. Um, and not only that, the Treaty of Versailles pinned all of the blame for world war 1 on germany and if like we discussed in class this kind of makes sense otherwise i mean who do, who else do they have left left to blame italy switched sides the ottoman empire collapsed the austrian hungarian empire collapsed Germany has no more allies. There's no one else left to blame except for Germany. Therefore, they get all of the blame, despite the fact that World War I was caused by a Serbian national, Gavrilo Princip killing the Archduke of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. Germany had nothing to do with the beginning of World War One, but they had everything to do with the continuation of it in some ways, and with how it ended. And unfortunately for them, they were just the last one standing. So the Treaty of Versailles humiliated Germany, forced them to repay what are called war reparations. Um, The whole goal of this is to try to get some money out of the losers, to pay back the debts that the winners incurred during the war, and to help rebuild Europe. Understand this, Europe was absolutely decimated by the war. Ruined. And there's really no way that they can just come back from it, you know, at the drop of a hat. They need to rebuild. And here's the thing that a lot of people, I don't know, maybe, maybe a lot of people don't forget this, but some people tend to forget this. Nothing is free. Even when a government is doing it. Especially when a government is doing it. Right? Rebuilding houses and bridges and roads and... Everything, it takes money. Where are you going to get that money? Hmm. Germany, since they lost the war, All right? Um, Europe was just ruined. But there was one country in particular that came out of the war pretty much unscathed and got to sit at the winning tables party. Right? They got to sit at the winner's table, and that was the United States of America. Now you need to remember. Up until this point, the United States had been practicing an isolationist um, foreign policy where they were not wanting to get involved. They wanted to stay withdrawn and away from world affairs. They did not want anything to do with, especially, European wars. That continues in the middle of World Wars One and Two. It really changes after World War II. America realizes that isolationism is not working for them. Um, But America also has one major benefit. How many World War I battles took place in New York City or Mississippi or California or Kansas? Absolutely none. Now, yes, we did lose. um, America did lose people. They did lose soldiers. They lost tanks, they lost planes, they lost bullets, and lots of other things. There was loss on the American side, but nowhere near to the extremes and the extent that it was on Europe. America's infrastructure, her bridges, her buildings, buildings, her roads, everything, the power systems, the water distribution system, dams, everything... Is all still perfectly fine and functional, and America is going to be okay. America will get through the pain, and in fact, comes out as a major benefactor of World War One. Um, America enters an age of prosperity, typically nicknamed the Roaring Twenties or the ni- the, uh, the Jazz Age, where it seemed like there was opulence all around. Usually, in class, I'll show some uh, a corny. Uh, scene from the newest uh, Great Gatsby movie with, um, what's his name, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but that is not always the best depiction of what the 1920s was really like, but it was an era of just extreme opulence, right? Life was fairly well for most, most, not all Americans, Um and things just seem to be going pretty smoothly for them. Um, meanwhile, on the other side of the globe, Germany is struggling so much so that they can bear they can't pay back the loans that they took out. Now excuse me, they can't pay the reparations that they are being forced to pay. So in response to this, the United States loaned Germany, money to pay back their reparations. Because if Europe does not get fixed, if Europe is not fixed up and worked worked out to uh, repair all of these damages, America, one of America's major trading partners will be gone. And that's a loss of money to the United States. So in a move to try to shore up their own economic successes in the future, the United States gave Germany a massive loan to help pay back their debts. This did not help... Ex- a ton, but it did give them sort of the push that they needed to um, to pay back these reparations. But here's the thing, and I want you to think about this. If I loaned you $10,000, and then something, I don't know, maybe like a, a global crisis, like a mm, pandemic happened and I need my money back, what am I going to do? Am I just going to tell you, oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about paying me back. It's really not that big of a deal. I'll be okay." Or am I going to start pushing to get that extra cash? Most people are going to push. See, here's the thing. All of this came crashing down along with the stock market in 1929. Germany was already struggling and limping along. The Great Depression cut their legs out from underneath them, along with everyone else's. And really, the Great Depression was the spark that lit up the, the, the powder keg that was just ready to explode in the, in the wake of World War I. So let's think of it like this. And a lot of, there's been a lot of discussion on, on what happened, how the Great Depression started. Um, just to keep things simple... And easy there are other uh, resources that I'll provide that um, I think go into a much better detail and depth than I can Um, and I just I don't know if I'm the best one to really go into it Um, but for all intents and purposes the stock market crashed something that really I mean It had been seen before, but when the stock market came tumbling down, um, people started making runs on the banks so they could get their money because they're losing money and they're getting desperate. So it was a stock market crash, bank runs, the banks had already loaned out all the money before and they needed the money back, but no one had any money to give them. Bad credit deals, bad loans, bad mortgages, everything was bad. And by the time that everyone needed their money back, there was no more money to give anybody. No one had money to get. Right. Imagine going to the bank to withdraw your your ten thousand dollar savings account, and there's nothing there. Yeah, they have on on file. You should have ten thousand dollars, but in the vault, there's nothing. There's nothing in the safe, and they can't give you anything—not a single dime. What do you do in that circumstance? What do you do in that situation? Oh, you panic. Absolutely, you you absolutely freak out. People went insane. The United States government started to demand that Germany repay the loans. G- Germany couldn't even pay back the loans that was demanded of them after World War I. Now they're having to pay back American loans along with reparations. They keep getting put in a worse and worse situation, and it's only going to continue getting worse. In the midst of all of this, one man sees an opportunity to rally the people behind him. We'll talk more about him tomorrow. Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was able to get people behind him in all of this and really push his cause for a renewed Germany seeking revenge on a world that had wronged it. More on that tomorrow. Have a good day. Stay safe.